0: tell us a
1: little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is James Henderson and I started TLC um, <coughs> and it would have been 2007 I think and I came over to Wellington to do engineering because I was working at a winery and I changed my mind because I met people that had started at TLC and so I put a fol- portfolio together of paintings and I was doing graffiti and spray painting at the time and not much else, a bit of random painting and drawing and didn't have much direction apart from that I wanted to do tattooing and I actually met a couple of people that were just finishing stage three at the time and they'd all started together in foundation and so I skipped foundation and put in a portfolio and got into um, I I think, what happened? I got in because pretty much Ian was really nice to me, and you were, and Rubia. So, so how
0: was the, because obviously you come into the diploma level. Uh, yeah, yeah. People come in at different stages. It was interesting. How did you find that?
1: Uh, it was good. I stuck to the classes I was comfortable with, totally, because I think here it makes a lot of difference, like the type of tutors you bounce off consistently. If you're dealing with too many people, it can drag your work in all different directions too much at one time.
0: How do you
1: know which tutors you're going to click with? Um, first time I meet people, get a sort of sense of you know, connection, how valuable your reflection against them will be for them and yourself.
0: That's mm. well it. Yeah. And so you came to do another course, and
1: then you veered off. Yeah, I, was gonna, I came up to do engineering. And then I started TLC and started painting. And then within a like couple of weeks, I was just doing illustration only in taking your life during classes mm. and repair for colour mm. and kind of selected people that had skills I wanted to absorb mm. and just stuck with that pretty much the whole three years I didn't diversify much.
0: Did
1: you do any jewellery
0: while you stayed here? No, I didn't do
1: any. No. And so where did this piece come about from? Uh, when I left TLC as part of, yeah that's a, that's a weird one that one, um, when I left here I tried to just make money off graphics design, digital commissions, and like business cards and promotional stuff. You know, posters, flyers, um, info things for people. And people are really unreliable towards artists in terms of paying them on time because they think the artists aren't reliable and they don't take it very seriously unless you construct it and market it to look like a professional business. No matter how professional it is, it's just fake it till you make it because people go totally by what they see. Mm. And so that was all good for a while, but then I couldn't quite make money off. I was still learning tattooing just at that point. I'd just started doing it, so I wasn't capable enough to do a wide range of things. And so I started asking Burgers if I could um, do an apprenticeship with her for free if I made the time and did work for her pro bono to pay for it so I didn't have to pay her money Mm. and so she just started tutoring me on how to make things out of wood and rivet things together with metal, Mm. which, you you know, her style obviously. You guys might not know her style and now she's my partner Mm. so it's like (laughs) a little creative team. It is, it's funny, it's like overly romantic gay story isn't it? (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's that idea of connections
1: eh? Yeah, no, it was good. It was like we're little mates phages that work together. just one thing led to another and it's still pretty much like that. She does her thing and I do my thing.
0: Right. And before you came to TLC, you had that idea, maybe a vision that you wanted to do tattoos?
1: Yeah. And
0: so um, tell us about that process. How did you get to doing that piece that's on the poster of someone's back?
1: Oh yeah, that was great. That's my first back piece. Tell us how you got to there. Um, when I first moved here when I was going to do engineering, I hadn't lived in a city before so I padded up and spent all my money like I saved quite a few thousand dollars, and just spent it in a couple of months, and <laughs> went back to doing hospo work. And at the same time, I met Heath, Heath Todd, who's a really good tattooist, one of the best tattooists. as well. Yeah, he is too. Yeah, and he's one of the best tattooists I've found in New Zealand, I think, in terms of consistency and quality. And he can pull off perfect portraiture and design perfect portraiture imaginatively, which is really hard to do. And He told me to go to art school as well, which is another thing, as well as the guys I knew that were going. And so I picked TLC because people I knew were going there, but he said it doesn't matter that you can draw, learn how to draw properly. Go and do life drawing and spend hundreds and thousands of hours literally drawing. So I did. And it took, I thought I'd get into it faster than I did, but it was good advice because it showed me where I needed to be with my drawing and my design work before I approach such an important canvas Mm. and now it's funny because he's come back from overseas and me and Toby Jenkins, another airbrush graduate from here that graduated just before me, uh, we're learning off him so it's worked out really nicely and the back piece I was lucky enough to have a friend see a drawing sitting on my table and that's that weird skull thing with the mandala shooting out that I just drew for fun and he said I want that on my back and I said are you serious and he said yes <laughs> so wow. I did it <laughs> and it took ages, it's probably got like 30 hours in it which is a lot for tattooing because it's, you try and go as fast as you can and it's hot. It ha- uh, I, th- I think it is actually, yeah there's only tattoo and digital in there but yeah, it's still he wants me to just keep going around the outside now so it's good if you do nice things for people, they'll stay with you as a client, which is a neat thing as well. Mm. It's like, I suppose, someone getting addicted to buying art off you, but they buy it and put it on their body instantly. That's <laughs> cool.
0: Yeah, just showed me a tattoo that he had designed for someone's back. Oh, that'd be cool. I was just speaking to him before. It's really interesting where your creativity and your own vision is, extends to onto someone's body or onto someone's wall or into some
1: in a form I find it a real challenging canvas because, not just because it's soft and tricky and contoured, but because people jiggle quite a lot. <laughs> and when you're working with flat, stationary, static things, it's really easy to dominate them, but it's really hard to dominate a canvas that is going to just go whoop and jump sideways whenever it feels like it, no matter how tight that line is and how perfect it has to be. So it's like, I feel like I get better at it for the rest of my life. It's nice in-between, between painting, mm. illustration, drawing, everything.
0: For sure. I'm just going to check out
1: these images. So I saw check. a lighter that uh, that Bear had that Robert carved for him the other day. And he he carved a bear on it. That's right. Yeah, it was neat. It's
0: pretty interesting, eh? Uh, those skills transferring across the
1: board. Yeah, I didn't know he did metal carving.
0: So this is the drawing here? No. Oh, that's
1: the original drawing, yeah which is different, it was just black and white with blue.
0: Someone could do the lights, that'd be awesome.
1: Well, it looks cool on the wall.
0: Have you ever seen your works on a big screen before? Uh, not that big. Should I just let it play through, mm. and, or would you like to take the seat and talk about some of the works?
1: Um, oh yeah, if you want. Oh, I can't move, I've got this little dangly thing <laughs> here. You can just take the
0: receiver with you. Oh, can I? If you'd like to oh, I can just sit here and talk about them. Cool. Oh,
1: that, that's the back piece one. So tell us about this one. Uh, like I said, I just designed it for fun, and he was cool enough to want it. But then he wanted extra color in it, so we beefed it up and made it look more evil and more bloody. <laughs> is there a, is there a and he wanted—he was like this big macho guy, but he was like, "Can you change the blue flower to pink?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is
1: funny of the uh, It should be on there somewhere. Cool. It's okay. all in random order, sorry. So oh, I just throw it on.
0: About
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's still all dirty.
0: But so the creative journey... It's a pretty
1: crap photo anyway. Yeah. It's, a, it's an
0: interesting thing. You know, you can sort of intend to go one way and then you bear off to another way. Then you, but your intention initially was still to do tattoo. What was it, it like when you, you look back at you know where you've come by your drawing skills
1: and everything else you've done? Uh, it's interesting. It's it's uh, it's cool. Media. I just love the medium, eh? I'm obsessed with it, eh? To be honest, it's like I see it as it's like painting. You know, it's like any medium you want, but some uh, you can quickly refine to. Uh, concise level that's easily understandable and other ones take a really long time to do that like the amount of time it'll take me even from doing something like that to be able to do um, I should be able to do that in a third of the time you know mm. but that'll take 10 years you know mm. so it's Is more speed any, and quality so the, the, more,
0: the longer you spend with a medium your time naturally maybe shorter
1: yeah of and so then it could spend the same amount of time but it would look three times better mm. so it's more like trying to rush yourself to beat your own times <laughs> weirdly because y- y- you can add any colours you want and you can o- you'll always get better at drawing the more you draw but, mm. but with this it's like you're copying a drawing you've already drawn mm. but you have to make it look perfect in a really really difficult way yeah, and it looks always completely different than it does on paper mm. like because it's on nastily movable, weird stretchy stuff. <laughs>
0: What are your inspirations? So as we look through some of these works, so, you know, where do you come from in
1: terms of what you're interested in? Um, inspired a lot by sacred geometry and ancient cultures, and just the evolution of consciousness and the history of our species, pretty much. <laughs> just in a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> um, I've started doing a whole graphic series of art. That la- the last one. It's completely separate. Uh, uh, To start with, I I do book illustration and digital illustration and like game character movie style illustration and graphic illustration like digital patterning and doing like textile style stuff. And that's, they're all kind of separate fields that I now have to have separate portfolios for because it branches out more and more specifically to what people's tastes are for jobs. And it's pretty much based on me trying to make it pay my bills Mm. so I've started doing all this weird graphic stuff because people love buying them as posters Mm. and it's really easy but it's really hard to learn how to do
0: that side of it the commercial side of it yeah because you
1: have to be way more disciplined you can't just draw whatever you want Mm. which I like to do better (laughs) I like just drawing random stuff
0: so you can sometimes feel like a few different artists within James Henderson or yeah. do you find there's common
1: things that uh, harder to get them? There is, I think, but I find it difficult to see them because it's more my personality. Like that's completely different than the other one. because, so because it's the client? Yeah, wanted totally respect. based on a client. So that's another reason I like it. Everyone that comes to you, you can't just do your own style all the time. You have to make it look like someone else's drawing or someone else's style or another style that's already existed. Why it's interesting doing old school flash tattoo because the drawing illustrative style is very lacking in detail and very simple, but to pull it off nice and clean, it still has to be done really tightly. But as an artist, if you've done like tonal rendering and life drawing in that phase, it's easy to get gradient smooth shades, and realism. But then going back to pretty much cartoonifying something and making it still look nice when you it's a challenge. I find it harder to stylize than I do to dualism mm,
2: that's a really interesting
0: point people have got questions along the way as we're looking at James's work feel free to chime in it's
1: all mixed up eh it's all
0: good it
1: interesting. game concept characters and random things I don't play video games at all funnily enough but I design characters and machines and environments for stuff like that because you can get lots of um, freelance commissions on the internet are signing up to certain websites. You guys, some of you guys probably know about that by the looks of the nodding, but it's really good money if you can get hooked into some decent clients because they'll come back to you if you do good work for them. Mm. But it's hit and miss in terms of consistency so you can't rely upon it unless you do it professionally full-time.
2: What are some
1: of these symbols? That's my signature. I'm named after my grandfather, so I turned it into a sigil and tattooed it on my body. <laughs> and I just put it on all my digital stuff. It's just an easier way of signing it. And I don't like writing my name on things for some reason. Some weird counter defense against my own ego.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But same thing, I like cramming little symbols like the lock on the locket on, its, on the owl's neck. I like saturating things with meaning that's not supposed to specifically mean something that I want it to mean, so that everybody that looks at it gauges what they think it means, and that's correct. They don't have to know what I think it means. So are
2: those just symbols
1: that you've made up yourself? Yeah. So does each one mean...? The the top one's James, and the second one's Stuart, and the second one's Henderson, because they're all family names. Because my family's boring and traditional.
0: What's your parents? All
1: your families take on what you do? Uh, they think it's kind of, they like it, they think it's cool. Uh, I do so much of it that they're cool with it, but all my other family, all my, so I've got five brothers that are all builders and engineers, and that's why I was doing the same thing. Yeah. So they thought it was weird to start with, but now that they see that I've turned it into a job, they're just practical minded, so as long as I've got my life sorted.
0: It must be an interesting, for <laughs> yeah. your own families
1: to see what we do. And when I first... Fe- <laughs> <all. laughs> my, my first tattoo was when I was 17 and it was a scorpion on my chest and I didn't tell my family about it and one Christmas my auntie spied it at my mum's side of my family's Māori and so she just like walked over and grabbed me by the scuff neck and pulled my shirt up and goes, what's this boy? <laughs> and my mum and that were like, ah. And then from then on they kind of got more and more and more used to it and now they've got tattoos.
2: <laughs>
1: and they're like 50, 60 years old, so eh? people can stay open minded. Yeah, which is great. So <laughs> Mum's got a tiny rose about this big, and my stepdad's got this massive tiger because he's, he's like a big manly man. He was like, I'm going to get a big one. I'm hard out, I can handle it. And mum was like, Ah. Did you do them? No, I didn't do them. They got them done up at Auckland. They had a really good shop. Uh, I've got a studio at my house at the moment. Luckily, I've got a spare wooden f- floor room, so it's easily cleanable. And I bought an autoclave and tattoo table. I spent a th- couple of thousand dollars on tattoo gear to make it look all professional <coughs> and nice. And it's really cool because it's my environment. I can listen to my music <coughs> and my art on the walls. And I don't have to give money artists? to anyone else. Sorry, James, <laughs> oh, you're right, sorry.
0: How important is that for an artist?
1: Uh, I don't know, I'd like to work at a shop at the moment in terms of pressure to do things I don't want to do. Mm. is good for you, with every medium, because if you stick to your comfort zone you won't expand. And you can always stand to learn new things from everybody, even if it looks like you ca- think you're capable if you haven't tried doing it, how do you know? Mm. Yeah. Nice words. Well, like, even simple things can be difficult.
0: Well, like you said, we're stylizing Yeah. From
1: realism. That's why I like your comics. Because the dinosaur comics, because this m- manga or like comic style is really, really accurate information in a small amount of line and detail. Mm. It's like knowing where to put what mark is a good art form to learn, mm. not just how to cram in details. Mm. Oh, he's cool. So, people are
0: inspired by what they see, is this where people can go to see what you
1: do? Oh, yeah, it's a free website, Carbon Made. They're good. They only have a limited amount of room on them though. I mm. started working out that if I make new email addresses I can have as many of them as I want and so I started doing one separate for jewellery, one for digital, one for graphics and stuff like that. Mm. That's too hard to keep control of. I need to fork out and pay for a website when I can afford That's it. Cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap if you're like computer savvy like you bro. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you're musically inclined as
1: well? Oh yeah, yeah. I oh mean, not enough time alive, eh? Yeah. Uh, We've just finished the EP with my band. I play drums in for like the last two years, which is actually with another graduate from here as well, one of the guys who plays bass. Mm. He's a painter that learnt off Rubier. And...
0: So someone leaves TLC. They've been here for, for quite some time. Sometimes I talk to people who go, they love it so much that when it comes to break time, they just want to be back. But I love
1: hearing people carry on that journey. It's like getting addicted, it, gives you, it gave me time to create a, a process mm. and then now the process is, all my spare time is that. Mm. I yeah. I just went nuts while I was here. You know, I was n- off and on actually on site, but the amount of time-wise I just spent all the time I had. Mm. That's cool. <laughs> Oh, hello. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see you there, how are you? you
2: Sure.
1: <laughs> <they> <laughs> it's like a copy of an old alchemical diagram. This the the out like the layout of it, but I redrew everything because they looked dumb. A real pixel, like, I think it's like an alchemical thing. That's I think the star in the and the sun at the bottom is like represents the phi ratio because everywhere this five pointed star cuts through itself is the golden mean ratio, and then it's like so it's like the golden mean ratio within Earth, so it's like all the elements of the Earth surround it, and it's surrounded by the zodiac, like the Earth is as well. And it's like powered by the light of the sun, and the helical snakes and dripping their venom into the alchemical vial are like an etheric symbol. It's just a cool diagram. It's real simple, eh? It's real flashy, but it looks neat
0: we have some people who come to TLC who are quite technically minded and work with that creativity and the concept, and then other people who maybe turn up to TLC creatively
1: minded with concept that want to work out how to put it down, yeah. communicate it. It's uh, I love drawing inspiration from old things. Eh? People had it down in the past. I think i want going to watch choose my words wiser here. I like modern art in some respects, in terms of abstraction and concept, but I would never throw the baby out with the bathwater in terms of technique. Mm. And old art is awesome for technique. Mm. I've been learning a painting technique at the moment called the Mish technique, which is awesome to check out. I think it's like M-I-S-C-H-E. And it's this guy that you, you layer all your whites in and you tint them as you go and it actually mimics our light reflects of real things. So your painting looks vibrant and alive through its colour layering, which is real cool. I've been learning that of James Flynn, another ex-TLC graduate. Everyone I know seems to come from here. <laughs> that's a new thing I've been doing, doing environment paintings. That's like what you're doing. Hey, you've got a tablet as well. It's pretty much doing the same thing, just mucking around, sketching on that. It's great fun. Because
0: you mentioned the word flash.
1: Flash, yeah. Do you want to let
0: people know what flash means?
1: you guys know what flash means? Mm-hmm. Flash is like tattoo style illustration, kinda, I suppose it's like singular designs that can be fitted together with backgrounds over time. So it's just like a name for a f- solid one piece illustration for a tattoo, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it starts off really simple from derived old kind of budget American style, simple illustration with flat color renders Real hard shading, and then these days people are branching back out and getting more artistic with it because you can actually tattoo something like that now with your colours you can get in whites. So I like fine lining stuff in colour, but old school's like thick, fat lines and just solid, less colours. Usually just like things like black and red and white and things like that as well. What's your
0: earliest memory? Activity, oh drawing. good, I was, I'm
1: glad you said that. <laughs> um, I don't know, I've just always been obsessed with it since I was a little kid. Eh? Yeah. Just drawing patterns on things. Mm. Then I started drawing. And my mum got freaked out because me and the student at school would draw these big epic battle scenes of like warriors killing each other and they thought we were all crazy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, like, no this is healthy, this is healthy for kids to draw. <laughs> I'm glad I kept going.
0: (laughs) Was there any turning points? I know one of them was, you know, you had engineering and you veered off. Was there any other turning points? Uh,
1: Probably before that at the end of college I got given a Geiger painting by one of my tutors and it took me on the whole biomechanical path which has become a big part of stylisation for stuff. And also at the same time, he was teaching me how to paint like watercolor landscapes, which is why there's heaps of like soft, like colourful background stuff going on in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It's like we're juxtaposed styles to be teaching someone at the same time, like hard contrast airbrush style and then almost impressionist, like slap the paint down watercolor, mm-hmm. yeah, realism. <laughs> like half water, half an oil, half a water painting kind of. Mm. Be quiet.
0: As we continue to work through the images, if people have got
1: any questions for James, go for it. How long have you been doing the like from when you first started to When I met that, that guy about, it was about six years ago when I first moved here, and then I didn't start, because of what he said straight away, I was going to buy gear. I did buy gear, but I got ripped off and it was crappy, so I threw it away. It was just like, I got told it was bad quality when I had someone examine it. It's bad metal, it's Chinese. Yeah, just budget machines that look the part but aren't good at all and can't sterilise them properly. But um, I just didn't start then, took his advice and just drew for another three or four years. And then I've only, I've only been tattooing since the start of last year, like on skin. I started tattooing myself before that, just yeah. to practice. Because I didn't want to tattoo pig skin because I've been told by a number of people that it's not accurately textured like human skin. It's too much fat layering. and, and sk- Other people are the easiest tattooing. It's harder tattooing yourself. It's,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, you just got to get into it, I suppose, and have people that rely that you've put enough effort in beforehand done your research. Oh, um, Most of the good brands these days that you can buy are pretty sweet like that, they're more expensive Mm -hmm. but we just fork out anyway, it's about 48 bucks a bottle for I think a couple of ounces, they're only like that big Um, It's all because that's the thing, most of them are derived from natural pigments anyway because they make them similarly to like old dyes that they use like in India and stuff Mm -hmm. but they, the old inks aren't designed very well on accumulating the body and stuff. Uh, I've heard stories that they say that certain pe- people that have been heavily tattooed, like sort of talking 40, 50 years ago, um, it conglomerates in your liver and you get a stained liver from it and things like that because it's filtering your blood. And over years and years, the pigment leaches into you. But the new tattoos don't do that and they don't fade as much. Inks are real good these days. Even the black's been redesigned so it stays black. It doesn't go like horrible green like it used to and the lines stay crisper because all the needles, the way they're all machine-soldered, so they're all perfect, tightly, little pack bunches. Back in the day it was some guy with a soldering iron putting them together by hand with tweezers, mm-hmm. so there's a lot more consistency oh. for quality. Is that a big back? Yeah, that's Pete's back, there. you? know Pete, eh? Maybe. He's at the TL, oh, no, what is it? Was it? The Norlis buddy. You know, he was in the room, he's that Australian guy? Mm-hmm. He had this big space sleeve on his forearm. You were drunk, when you? <laughs> <laughs> He's cruised. He's gone to Aussie. It's going around in circles now, eh?
0: Mm, just
1: a bit. Oh, I lost that one. That's an enigmatic design, eh? I designed it and got a chick to carve it onto a leather book for me, so I was going to put my sketchbook in it and it got stolen off her with all of her leather work. And then I took the original drawing to get another copy of it and I left it in the photocopier and someone nicked it from Warehouse Stationery. So it's like, I've only got a copy of one copy of it that's not original, and that digital one. But I can trace it again, it's sweet as, but it's funny that some designs want to re- destroy themselves or run away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and with your environment, like digital paintings, if you like talk about like your painting process and like inspiration? Totally. Um, like, like reference? I pretty much learnt to do it from these videos on YouTube by a guy called Feng Zhu, who you sure know of, he's an awesome concept artist, his stuff is amazing, he's pretty much like a master painter turned digital and does lots of uh, movie and video game art. I just, the tutorials are great, they pretty much step by step teach you how to do matte painting which is like painting like scratch with digital with a tablet, old school starting from white and building up your colours and For landscapes as well it teaches you faster ways to do concept style landscapes using photo textures and stuff like that but how to blend it so accurately it looks painterly Um, yeah and i've learned heaps of stuff character wise out of that it's not really appropriate to landscape because it's different techniques but like things like um silhouette technique where you just sit down and draw like 20 silhouettes that are like solid black shapes but they will be characters or machines or something, and then you go into each one and define detail, and you will just kind of chaotically divine detail out of it and come up with more original, unique designs because it's, you start off with a chaotic shape. It's kind of like, similar to some of your techniques, like how to get people started, you know, warmed up and stuff. Mm-hmm. It gives you, like, fantastically awesome, weird shapes to work with. Mm-hmm. Your mind goes crazy with the, was it, Para, pareidolia? simulacra where you find faces and shapes and symmetry and stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: sometimes people know exactly what they're going to create and others are just open to the moment. Often what the spontaneous yeah. they
1: have? So, and so if you can jam those together, you've mm. got this awesome creativity of the chaotic moment combined with you trying to detail parts out of it to make it look like something discernible. Mm. It's a yeah. good technique. Same with that, so I like further loose matte painting because, you know, it's just block in all your colours, it teaches you how to paint really well. Get you, It's uh, taught me heaps about colour. So subtle, uh, Subtle gradients. Do you
0: find your skills, uh, you know, like the skills that you've built through what we've seen here, how do they relate to say something like this?
1: Um, not at all, which sucks mm-hmm. because I find jewelry really difficult. I could do a really, really, really tiny drawing, super detailed, sweet as, but trying to fiddle around with these little rivets. I can't even feel them sometimes in my fingertips because they're so tiny, and it just frustrates the hell out of me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real challenge, which is why I like it.
0: So what do you find all the time?
1: Ah, uh, I don't sleep much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: How do you keep yourself motivated and inspired to keep on going producing?
1: And that sounds cheesy, but I meditate quite a lot. Not like spend lots of time, but regularly to for clarity of mind and that helps me maintain goals and just make a ridiculous list of things that I have to complete for myself that I don't have enough time to feasibly complete. Mm-hmm. That's and
0: interesting. so you do write things down.
1: Yeah, I've started to because there's not enough room in my brain
0: mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> it's very interesting to have a conversation with
1: yourself yeah well it feels like that's what I'm doing at the moment which is cool thank you (laughs) I don't talk to myself about my stuff in this detail so it's good to see where I have come from, it's interesting it's just a bunch of stuff that overwhelms me and I shove in little folders in the computer (laughs) and make a whole lot more and shove them in a way to get rid of them get rid of everything that i print out as well because i don't like looking at it too long mm. uh, as i start doing the same work over and over again mm.
0: well, It's an interesting point you, you brought up we'll just go for a little bit longer but that idea of creating something where everyone else around you is going wow that's awesome and the, the, the person themselves can be a bit like oh you know i'm not so sure and clam up a bit
1: I, more using especially since i finished school now that i feel Tea is great and flexible in judgement but now I feel like you don't have to, uh, I guess since I've finished I can do whatever I want, like I don't have to do a series sneakily if I don't want to, so I can do a random dude like that and like that and they're completely different and they're actually one after another in completion but they're entirely different.
0: There's, there's methods, but then people do their own thing
1: as well. Mm, two different methods. That one was practicing that layering up whites and tinting them and layering them up, and you get that like translucent colour effect. And the other one was just matte painting, like the style I was just talking to you about, that, but with characters. And it's super fun because I just shove psychedelic colours everywhere.
2: And future?
0: You got
1: any plans coming up? I just want to do tattooing like, all the time, pretty much. Yeah, it's addictive. I'm stuck. That's another cool thing, by the time I'm really awesome in like 10 years, it's going to be like so normal and acceptable compared to what it has been in the past that it's just growing and growing and growing, you're right, it's great, yeah, it's nice to not have to like, you know, everyone's worried about selling their work in whatever medium they're in, but it's good to find a medium that you don't have to worry about that because people will come to you to stick it on them which is intense instead of you trying to do this beautiful stuff that you have to try and pimp out to people shamelessly which is horrible and so many others have to do it because of how fine art market works mm. yeah so it's cool that tattooing is merging with fine art because it means you get a chance to do nicer stuff that doesn't have to be you don't have to try and flog it off mm. and it's that, walking yeah. Advertising, I guess. yeah exactly that's it. that's why i've started getting more work lately just because people walk around with tattoos and then someone says, like, i like that where'd you get that from yeah, it's good, if you can inspire someone, that will inspire you, mm. yeah.
0: <laughs> Cyber repeats.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: It's awesome like or Boris. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, fantastic. Cool.
1: Thanks, guys. Awesome.